Greetings, Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Zor and the Kodan Armada. On this episode, we decide the fate of the last Starfighter. Sequel. Re-re-reboot. Which one will it be? It's the Ruined Childhood Podcast. Welcome to this week's edition of Ruined Childhoods. I am one of your co-hosts, Dan Wiener, and with me, as always, is... Hey, it's me, John, and with us for the first time, not f- not for us, but for not, no. for this podcast, it's our other brother, Scott. Scott, it's me. <laughs> um, Scott, you may be familiar to with childhoods. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's important <laughs> that we. Um, Kind of just one by one for our listeners, because when the three of us are talking, it might get a little confusing. So this is, this is, I am John. This is my voice. I hope that you can differentiate it from. Hi, my name is Scott and my voice is different from John's. Yeah. And then there's. Not to throw you off, but this is Dan and my voice is again different. Okay. Similar, but different. I, I know that this can happen. Where people get confused with similar voices. So, yes. Thank you for all going on that journey with me. Yes. And speaking thank of journeys, you. okay. We're talking about a movie where there's a journey to the stars. Absolutely. A journey to the stars, a journey back to 1984 to The Last Starfighter. Yeah, we, we briefly mentioned The Last Starfighter when we were talking about Weekend at Bernie's because they both feature yes. Catherine Mary Stewart. Uh, Which one is she? Mm-hmm. She is Maggie slash Mags. She's, yeah, the girl. I just, I just want to make sure. I don't no. know these Maggie. Things. Okay, cool. Yeah, Sc- Scott, um, even though we all grew up in the same house, Scott seemed to have a different relationship with all of the movies that we were watching. I guess he wasn't absorbing... Uh, every last bit of information about it, them the same way that you and I were, Dan. He watched them. He, he was there. I know the movies. Yeah. I loved the movies. I could quote them, I'm sure, but I don't know who these actors are. Well, I think that to start off, Dan, why don't you tell the story about why we got so into The Last Starfighter? Okay, so um, Come back with me. Let's say I want to say it was early 1985. So the last Starfighter had been released on VHS. We went to our local video store, which Palmer Video is Palmer Video in Westfield, New Jersey. So classic. I we went to once. Palmer Video. <laughs> did you? And you did. Barf you did barf. You did barf there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Oh, yeah. so we rented. A copy like we had a VCR. We had this big, like silver VCR. I remember I had it, it a top in my loader, dorm. Right? No, it, wasn't it was a top not loader. a top loader. No, we <laughs> we discussed this. Ah. Scott and I had this conversation. Not a top loader. Um, we never had a top loader. In fact, but um, we had this big silver VCR. I want to say the brand was Fisher. And right. I remember in college, my my friends used to call it when they would watch movies in my dorm room. 
would call it I had it there and it was they called it the first VCR. Um, <laughs> so so we rented a VHS copy of of the last Starfighter and I don't recall if we had watched it once and the tape was still in the VCR or if we went to watch it and prior to putting the tape in someone who's co-hosting this podcast right now that's not me <laughs> not this voice it, one of the other voice? two voices it was I no I don't this is where I know it wasn't me I don't know which one of you it could have been Scott and John are about a year and a half apart so very close in age so it could have been either of them who stuck a toy into the VCR twist if if I had to guess my suspicion Scott I'm sorry but it would I just I could see you being more of like what would happen if I put this like into this machine I First could see he you having that Palmer video. Now he sticks a toy in a machine. Listen, it wasn't the well, same day. I just want to make this clear. He, <laughs> he's also shown the same disrespect for cinema. I mean, by at this point, that you were what three? Um, <laughs> so yeah, clearly no. Uh, I don't know who it was. Anyway, the point is, the, there was a toy in the VCR, and the tape got tangled. We were able to get the tape out, or perhaps we had to bring the VCR in. I think we had to bring the VCR in to Palmer Video. And correct me if I'm wrong, Mom. Um, but And she will. I Yes. Oh, yeah. No. Um, so the tape was removed from the VCR somehow, and we had to pay for it. And this was back in the day when, like, unless it was something they were marketing, like an E.T., type movie the new release on vhs cost like a copy of the vhs tape cost like 89 dollars and i remember seeing this when i later on worked at blockbuster and then palmer video which became west coast video but i remember seeing in the catalog like 89.99 for like a vhs copy not like a case of them a copy so it so we had to pay a significant amount for that copy of the last starfighter. Now the tape was, the tape was put back into the cassette and and everything. And, you know, we watched it again. I don't know if it was one of those, like we had nothing else to watch or just, we loved the movie that much that we were like, let's give it a shot. Hey, we, we already paid for it. So we, we watched it. And I remember like the beginning of the movie would be really staticky, uh-huh. like the opening credits and everything. Like, and then it would kind of start to taper off at, at some point in, you know, in act one, the, uh, <laughs> they're still in the trailer park <laughs> before Alex goes to Rylos, uh, before he, uh, he, he beats the record. He, um, busts the record. Yeah. And he busts the record. Yes. Thank you. Um, Anyway, at some point, so the movie was watchable, and especially for for us, all of us under ten, you know, of course it was rewatchable for us. It was fun. I, I was a huge Star Wars fan, right. and the storyline is is similar. There's there's enough differentiation, but it it's one of those movies that came out after Star Wars and after the success of Star Wars, so it kind of naturally appealed to me. And it involved video games. and Right, and I think that's something that um, 
was very appealing about this movie was also that it was a regular person on Earth who then becomes this big space hero. It's not just like somebody on a distant planet where it's like completely unrelatable. It's like this right. just kid who lives in a trailer park and plays yeah, the, plays and- an arcade game all the time. Right. But he he's similarly kind of frustrated with his lot in life. Similarly has a lost father. We don't we don't really know much about that. But um, I'm sure we'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there are enough similarities between Luke Skywalker and Alex Rogan. But Alex Rogan was he's a trailer park kid. He's he's older brother, single mom. Everybody relies on him. It's not just his aunt and his uncle. So yeah, so I I feel I agree with you, Alex. Is a, is a very relatable protagonist, regardless yeah. of, of era. He's still a relatable protagonist. Yeah, and for anybody who's unfamiliar with The Last Starfighter, uh, the plot is that there is, yes, there's this kid who lives in a trailer park. Everybody relies on him for everything. He feels very stuck. Uh, can't even, like, get out to go to college because can't, doesn't get the loan or whatever. The, yeah, uh, the student he needs loan. a loan. And, uh but then, but his his one like source of escape is this arcade game that they have there called Starfighter, and one night he busts the record as one of the yes. uh, trailer park residents says, uh, which I love. I love how that this movie doesn't. I don't know. There's like so many little twists, like things about it that make it stand out. What's up? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, first, of all, I'm, I'm I'm remembering Otis. Otis, who Otis, rallies everyone. Yeah. Otis, who he runs the the snack bar in the in the trailer park. This trailer park, by the way, is a wonderful community, and everyone is incredibly supportive yeah. of it. That's what Scott and I watched it. Yeah. Very recently, and like that was one thing we were like, this looks like such a great place to live, and it <laughs> right. really it. It puts a really positive spin on a trailer park and makes it a really appealing community, where yeah. the, whereas that's not always the presentation. Yeah, the Starlight Starbright Trailer Court, I believe they call it. So well, endorsed Starlight Starbright. Show. I know, yeah. But uh, so, so check out the Starlight Starbright Trailer Court for your next living adventure. But getting back to the to the oh, plot the, of the this, plot, right? So the night that Alex. Um, Bust the right, so the night that is is also so he busts the record and everyone is he's at the highest of highs. That's the same night he finds out he doesn't get the loan because he his mom comes home from working at the diner and the guy from the bank like gives her this this letter and so Alex and Alex gets really excited. He's thinking he got the loan and he doesn't get the loan, so he's at the lowest of lows. It goes from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. Within minutes. Well, then back to the highest of highs when he busts the record. Well, no, no, he has already busted the. record. Oh, he has already busted the record. Right, but yes. then, but then he is visited by. Yes, we're not going to give every single bit of information no. about the movie. We don't have the time for that. But he is visited by a man uh, who's in a very interesting space car. Uh, looks an a awful star lot like car. A De- star car looks an awful lot like a DeLorean, but this came out before Back to the Future, so. Truth, truth, and it 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 was based on the DeLorean, but yeah, this came out a year before Back to the Future. So yeah, so uh, it's this man who developed the arcade game Starfighter as a recruitment tool to uh, defeat Zor and the Kodan Armada, um, and uh, yeah, so he's 
I, I don't he, want. He's not really a man. He's yeah. So he's he's a rec- he's recruiting for this star league using this thing called appropriately called the Excalibur test. Right. So yeah, which it's it's it is based on that idea, right? Of you know intentionally based on the idea of of Arthur and the sword and the stone. Sword and the stone, right? So uh, long story short, a lot of things happen. But basically, he goes off, he joins the Star League, and he is kind of their one last hope to uh, defeat Zoran the Koden Armada. Yeah. He is the last Starfighter. Things happen that lead to him being the last Starfighter. He's teamed up with this wise old ex- experienced mentor, Grig. Yeah. Um, what does he call him? A gung-ho iguana? Yes. <laughs> Which, it's so great. I love the writing of this movie. There's just like those little moments in there where it just kind of like, I, I've i never heard, I don't know, the kind of wordplay. Also, this movie has great sound design. Right. Like, that's very unique to this movie. Like Yes. The sound, the, the theme it's got a great theme. Yeah, it's dun, it's dun, wonderful, dun, 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 dun. and it's definitely very like John Williams inspired. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. it works on its own. <laughs> you know, you could pick worse people to take your inspiration from. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's it is trying to be a bit of a Star Wars, uh, not yeah. It's not like trying to emulate it exactly, but it's taking a lot of hints from it. Um, yeah. It's definitely modeled in in that, as were a lot of other movies to come out before that, and right, uh, you know, like things before Star Wars. So sure. Well, also, uh, I think it's actually the movie that, in the ranking of the year nineteen eighty four, beat out the Last Starfighter by one point as Starman. So like, there's this the space thing that's happening, uh, yeah, in, in the early to mid eighties, where it's just like. It's it's happening. Well, yeah. Dune, Dune, right. Dune. Um, the Terminator uh, was 1984, 2010. Right. The year we make contact. Star Trek three <laughs> was uh, in the top ten that year. Yeah. So yeah, no, you're definitely there. We're definitely in that post Star Wars. We had Star Wars and then Star Trek the Motion Picture like the year after. Right. So yeah, everyone's grabbing for those sci fi bucks. Yeah. Scott, I remember as a kid, you were, I feel like, more into sci-fi stuff than Dan and myself. Am I am I right there? I love space. You love space. <laughs> Do you have any, I guess, uh, things that you remember about The Last Starfighter that ticked with you? Because I know that this isn't just a movie that Dan and I loved. You definitely yeah, I was way into this movie. movie. Come yeah, on. When yeah. Dan and I watched yeah. it the other day, I was right back in it. It's like I had just seen it. Like a week before, and we were talking about how many times we've probably seen it. Oh my god, twenty times yeah. maybe. Well, being realistic for me, for me, <laughs> for you, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> you guys probably that's 30. a high number. Twenty that's a high a number for, for any movie. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll say this. What I really remember about loving this about this movie was the trailer park business we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Love that it's just like our house. We didn't have video games, right? Like we had the Commodore right. sixty four. And then I think nothing else. We our parents wouldn't let us. We get had the Nintendo. Vic twenty, then the sixty four, and yeah, no, 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 that was prohibited. Yeah, so I think you know, seeing this guy with a video game thing was kind of cool, right? 
Yeah. Well, he had an arcade game at his disposal. That sure. Was... That was the dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the other things that I think we all really enjoyed about this movie was his little brother, Lewis. Oh, Lewis. Who's like, Lewis was... you could easily write off Lewis, but he was just so wonderfully portrayed. I don't even know the actor's name. Do you have it on hand? We um, looked it up. Yeah, Dan looked it up. He's a school teacher cert- now. Yeah, well, since, I mean, the last update to like what he's doing was 2002. So his name was Chris. Uh, his name is Chris uh, Hebert. H-E-B-E-R-T. Oh, okay. So uh, Chris Hebert, Hebert, if you're out there um, and you yeah, hear give this. Give us a shout, man. Email runechildhoodspod at, g- at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah. Great but, performance. Um, yeah. Yeah. He great really, character. He did some TV in the 80s, but like everything, I don't know if the writer knew him and wrote these lines with him in mind, if they worked on dialogue together, but he he's so natural and he's got, it's that perfect bratty little brother where he's still likable. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about the word bratty. For him, he's Brad. I mean, he, he shoots a dart gun at the old lady next door, like Remember, Granny. His introduction in the movie is walking around in the space helmet. That is true. And what I, is he? I'd, like, I'd call and, him precocious. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is, and and the movie, uh, spoiler alert, you know, the movie ends with Lewis standing at the Starfighter machine. Right. Yeah. So, which I can only imagine was meant to lead to to some sequel. I, the thing is like this movie sets itself up so easily for a sequel. They must it have known up that. A I mean, lot. they did that on It purpose. sets up a lot of possibilities. Yeah. Honestly. But but yeah. and I I'm going to say I'm going to use the word famously uh but it's only famously in the world of cult movie fanatics. Uh, yeah, but famously, the writer of this movie, I, and I'm blanking on his name right now, but he jo- has stated Jonathan uh, Jonathan uh, Butel, B E U T E L. Yeah, Butel, right? Well, anyway, he has famously said that uh, it's this movie is great on its own and doesn't ever need to ha- be revisited. Ooh. And that's kind but, of been the stance. And that's the reason why, even though there have been a lot of uh, talks about any kind of remake or sequel or anything, uh, I mean, and you can look it up online, it goes back like pretty far and nothing has happened. There's been rumors about things happening, but nothing has ever happened. And uh, I don't know. I think that it is kind of a shame. I mean, I thought that I had read that he had intended on on working on a sequel. So I'm. Uh, we we know, of course, there was a musical adaptation in 2007. Yeah. There was an unofficial musical adaptation. Uh, there was a. I think it was well. There was definitely a novelization of the movie, as there was very. That was pretty common then. There was a novelization, and then there was also a three part comic book series released by uh-huh. Marvel, which puts the last Starfighter in the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe should we revisit it. Really? Well, I mean... They're right, wait, Marvel they're right there with Bill and Ted. They're right there with Bill and Ted. Uh, <laughs> well, Marvel did do a lot of comic book uh, adaptations of movies yeah. at the time. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, the Marvel the, adaptation cinema, the Marvel cinematic adaptation universe, maybe. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah. Oh my God. Uh, the last Starfighter was released by universal. So I don't think that it could, I don't know who owns what rights or whatever. Yes. It, so it was initially, so it was, uh, you know, produced by Lorimar, whose right. logo is still on, on the film and then, and burned so on my brain. The, Burned onto your brain. I, it, did they all? Were they also not responsible for Transylvania Six Five Thousand? Oh, I don't know. Find out next episode. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Possibly. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to. So it was Universal released it, and the Universal logo, like the VHS copy we had, was M- MCA Universal. Mm-hmm. Um, even the logo on the Blu-ray I have, which is the 25th anniversary from 2009, has a Universal logo, but. I caught it on, I want to say, HBO a few years ago, uh-huh. and it had a Warner Brothers logo on it. Really? So Warner, so Warner Brothers may have the rights. Yes, and I remember reading something about that, um, that Warner Brothers had picked up either, I don't know if it was t- TV rights or, I don't know. I can't find it in the IMDb trivia. <laughs> That'd be I could a go further. Pretty but... niche bit of information. But yeah. I still don't think that it puts it in the right people's hands to implement no. it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, it, no. <laughs> I mean, we're really, we're, we're, we're trying to make something fit that just isn't going to work. So, Well, how great would it be if, like, yeah. we're in Avengers Endgame or something, and then all of a sudden a death blossom happens and that's just what saves everything. Al- so Alex Rogan comes in and destroys every, like kills Thanos and yeah. yeah. Or Lewis. I don't know. I'm imagining like Alex a guardians is a little of the galaxy by this point. Like maybe a guardians of the galaxy last starfighter crossover. Hey man, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, I do. I do have some thoughts regarding possibilities oh do you now i yeah you know if i didn't i this would be a a bad podcast for me to host so (laughs) yeah no i mean i of course and and i want to put out the disclaimer that i i think with most of these we would say the the best option is of course no option and let it let it be what it is so i think and correct me if i'm wrong i'd agree with you in most cases but in most cases, I don't know but, if I agree with that for this particular movie. Ooh. Okay. All right. Should I, what you shall I go? I mean, I feel like yeah. at the end of this movie, as satisfying as it is with, um, you know, Alex and Mags, they're going up back into the, into the ship and uh, going with Greg to go fight more what, injustices around the universe. What's up? What does Otis say at, at the end when he's, is there going to be talking really about this place? Well, he says a lot at the end. So, um, yeah. he, 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 the oh, yeah, night they're going to be talking about the place where Maggie. Alex and Maggie went to the stars. Oh yeah. 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 It's a so big deal. Th- yeah. As satisfying as that is, we also do have the moment where, um, where Lewis is at the machine. We also, doesn't Zor get away? Oh, Zor escaped. He does get away. Yeah, so Zor is on the loose. 
Lord Krill is gone. We know that because of that really awesome moment where he goes, we, we die. die. We die. <laughs> awesome. That was all three so, voices. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, it leaves it so wide open and it's kind of just like there's unfinished business in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, here we are 35 years later. And uh, I mean, at this point, Lewis is in his 40s. Certainly, he there's no way that he is not part of the Starfleet or what I forget the the Star League. What do they call them? Star League. Star League. Star League. I did not not be a part of it. What's that? He could easily not be a part of it. I don't know. He was pretty dedicated to uh, becoming part of it. But I think an interesting, more interesting storyline is that he can't be a part. Like, he's not good enough. And Dan and I were talking about this the other day, how he's, like, living in the shadow of his older brother who went off to the stars. And, like, he maybe he, maybe Zor comes and he's like, yo, you're pissed at Alex. Come with me. See? Team up. This is what I'm talking about. Or this is... yeah. I mean, I'm imagining Lewis running the the Starlight Starbright trailer park. It's no longer <laughs> as a theme the... park. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> seriously, because as... like this is the place where there was a close encounter of the third kind. Well, here's another here's another point. a mini golf course. I could see that space used as a mini golf course. Well, here's here's another thing to think about: is like, what if nobody outside of that trailer park even knows that any of this happened? None of them believe them because like but there's that's... no evidence that there was this intergalactic war. Aside from what they even these refer pe- to the radar, yeah, they even refer. We can't to hold like off the radar. Yeah. I, by the way, I've never been. I've actually. It occurred to me watching it this last time and thinking about what Oda says. It's. I have never been under the assumption that this news grew out of there. I mean, maybe Starlight Star Bright is real. Like maybe even though we see it as this blissful paradise because we see it through the eyes of the people who live there, but maybe it really is to everybody else. Like like. Uh, yeah, all the crazy people at the trailer park must have gotten really drunk and thought they saw a UFO and an alien. That's or totally what if happens. what if at the beginning of this movie, while Alex is like helping repair stuff, he knocks something over and the whole trailer park has like a carbon monoxide, carbon monoxide leak and they're all just like in a coma imagining that this is happening. No, here you go. So Lewis, so, so it, you know, we open up on, it's Lewis, he's, he's in, he's in his trailer and he's and on the walls we see some taped up maybe like articles from the National Enquirer, maybe articles oh, yeah. from you know tabloids about from 1984 about alien encounters, and they show like you know Mrs. Boone's picture on on the cover, <laughs> and um, so you see like you get to see some of the people. Of course, most of these people are no longer with us to reprise their roles, Granny. But so you'd get some glimpses, yeah. So you'd get some glimpses, but it's but it would show that like the 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 MSM mainstream media never took this seriously, and it was just reported in tabloids. We as the viewers know that this actually happened, but we just see that that it's kind of like it's it's almost like this is as famous as Lewis gets. And you, and like, that's one of Lewis's last lines. You hear that? You slimes, I'm famous, <laughs> but he can never, but yeah, so he can never like, yeah, he could stand. Maybe he just spends, he like drops out of high school and stands at that machine trying to well, get better. And let's no, he's since dropped out of high school. Well, let's also be honest. Lewis has a podcast somewhere 
talking about weird conspiracy oh, theories. Totally, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he talks about alien. Yeah. I, he, see, I also that's, feel that's like, and uh, Scott, I don't know if you watched this, but Dan, I believe you watched uh, Twin Peaks The Return. Yes. Yeah, I feel like he's like I Dr. Sure Jacoby, just like in a shed somewhere, painting, spray painting shovels and just like so recording I was thinking, weird, essentially podcasts. That might be a little far out for a last Starfighter sequel. <laughs> um, I'm, I, I was thinking along the lines of something much ah, less who knows. Um, ar- artsy. H- have you seen the film 2012? Noah Emmerich. Yes. Yes. Woody Harrelson's character who lives in a trailer and has a podcast about the end of the world. And, and not, it's not a podcast because right. it was 2010 when the movie was made, I think. So, right. But that's kind of what uh, I'm thinking is Lewis. I don't Lewis, remember that movie all that well, but yeah. I remember, well, Woody Harrelson was my favorite part of it. And I remember Woody Harrelson was like this, you know, nut who had this, you know, radio show. And would talk about end of the world conspiracy theories and then they get him. Anyway, that's what I'm imagining Lewis being. And maybe he's in his trailer. He's playing his, you know, his PlayStation 2 version of the Starfighter game. Maybe it's just like still (laughs) out there. Or, Or I like the idea of just having the arcade game sitting there. Well, here's here's something interesting about the arcade game is like, uh, Alex has beaten the game. He has then, I mean, there's really no, I don't know if there's really a record to bust at this point. It's the constant sting of Alex's initials coming up and flashing on the screen every time he walks up to that machine. Oh, man. It could be it. Well, because now that of Alex course. has left, maybe Lewis has to take care of the trailer park. Yeah. And, you know, like somebody's got to fix the electricity and whatever. And Zur gives him an escape. Yeah. I, I I like that idea. I like Zor recruiting Lewis. I I like so so there's that idea. There's the, you know, bitter Lewis. Or there's also the it doesn't necessarily have to be overtly Zor. It could be a you know a Zor disciple or of Zor. Or a disciple of Zor, but but pretending to be like a Centauri type figure and and mimicking that and saying like maybe now zur is using the what whether it's the starfighter game or maybe they've now produced the talk about vr games we talked about vr games with groundhog day i feel like last starfighter and for that matter bill and ted would be much better vr games than a groundhog day game but imagine like whatever whenever yeah like whenever you're setting this, like maybe you're setting it in 1994 and Alex has been gone for 10 years and like, you're going to get a different actor to play Lewis. Mm-hmm. I mean, most likely I, I don't know if, um, if the original actor from the last Starfighter is ready to give up his teaching career and come back. So, <laughs> but I, I had some other thoughts of course, I had a reboot. I had a reboot idea. So this is a, so what what we've been talking about is kind of more of a a sequel that that picks up however many years later, and like pick kind of picks up the story from the original. My reboot idea is, 
and it would still involve if if Lance Guest, I'm pretty sure Lance Guest is still is working, and Catherine Mary Stewart mm-hmm. is working. So I mean, I, ideally, you'd have them come back, and but you would have Alex recruiting, and maybe or maybe you'd have some kid who comes across. I mean, maybe it's a kid who lives in the Starlight Starbright trailer park. Maybe there's but maybe there's no other real connection or maybe it's just someone who stumbles upon it in like one of these retro arcades that's popping up all over the place. You find a right. lot of old, old you know, video arcades that are now, you know, they're as t- to quote Harry Shearer from a mighty wind. They're now tro. Oh. They were <laughs> retro. Now they're now tro. Um, so you, it, you also have home video, like video games that are incredible, Xbox, PS4, whatever fictional video game system you come up with. There's so many possibilities of rebooting the story without repeating well, the okay. original. I uh, and I, it sounds like you're still talking about more of a reboot thing, or is that just like it just kind of uses that technology rather than an arcade game? Or did you have more on that? Because uh, I don't know if anybody, if either of you guys have seen the uh, show on Hulu called Future Man. Anybody? Oh, I have. I, okay. I have. I saw the, the first couple of episodes. Yeah. It's it's about this guy who like beats this video game, and it is a recruitment tool, <laughs> and it, these people are sent from the future to re- to bring him back to like, or to to help them stop. With what's eventually going to be the end of civilization, and he even says, "Oh, it's the last Starfighter," and they're just like, really? "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah. it's the movie," and they're like, "What's a movie?" Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> that reminds me, and Scott and I had talked about this a little bit as well. Ready Player One. Yeah, which the book the book references the last Starfighter, but the book. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of variation between the book and the movie. Have either of you read the book, Ready I Player One? I have not, no. no. I saw the movie, and it was no bueno. <laughs> right, right. Well, because it's it's it should be a very difficult book to adapt, but I feel like the story, which the story of the, the book is meant as an homage to movies mm-hmm. like The Last Starfighter and to the 80s in general. But yeah, the movie... T- took it and I think made a lot of missteps, but we're not here to talk about Ready Player One. I just feel that, and unfortunately the story, like the plot is so similar that, yeah, I would, a reboot right. does run the risk of. It's kind of like already yeah. been done with different properties. Uh, and I, I really did love the way that future man did what they do. And just like completely mm. drew attention to everything because also Future Man, it's produced by Seth Rogen, and he's one of the yeah. people who was always rumored to be rebooting the Last Starfighter or revisiting the Last Starfighter. So I wonder if that was kind of his way of paying homage to it, but yeah. not actually doing it because maybe it's still just complicated legally to uh, actually make that happen. Yeah, I don't. So Scott. What do you like? What do you think? If 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 Hollywood, if the powers that be were going to be doing something with the Last Starfighter, what as as a as a fan, what would your preference be? Well, I definitely know prequel is out of the question because there's nothing interesting. I 
actually, I don't want to interrupt you, but I. I do have a prequel idea. Um, I, I love it. I, Dan's ideas I, are always so bonkers. I have a little bit of a prequel thought. Not Ooh. a full-fledged idea, but go ahead. Well, okay, okay. I, I'm looking forward to hearing these. I don't think prequel makes sense because I think all the interesting things happen with this video game being beat. So I think sequel, well, I don't want anything to happen because I love that it has loose ends. And I love the idea of like a movie that you don't know. Like There are other things that your imagination can deal with. But if you absolutely had to do something, I think sequel makes the most sense. I don't need yeah, a reboot Zer is this. still out there, Scott. Aren't you terrified? I'm, yeah. Well, but the thing is, I am terrified. <laughs> but I like that terror is what drives me. And I don't I don't want to have that end, you know? Like, I, I don't I don't need a reboot of this. I don't need it to like, oh, we have it with VR masks and like the same right. thing happens. Whatever. Boring. I would love to see what happens next in like a world where it's twisted around where Lewis is some... Yeah, I love thinking about him in the basement making podcasts. Yeah. Love it. By the way, well, Dan, you're in a basement right now, so... Uh... I am well. I don't know if you'd consider this a basement or a first floor, but it's. I'm in the <laughs> no, downstairs have a window area to the outside. The yeah, that's true. I do. It's debatable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're on the third floor. That's true. So I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so so you're saying I you like sequel? the idea of Lewis, if there was to be anything at all. Yeah. yeah. I like the idea of years later what had happened and it not being the thing that you would think would happen, which is that he's at the video game, he becomes the next to last starfighter. You know, like like an easy continuation. I think a more f- difficult continuation is better where there, where it's all on earth, but like so, something is happening, but Lewis maybe can't convince everybody because they think everybody at the trailer park is garbage. And then it, and then w- are you down with the Lewis gets recruited by Zor? Yeah. Somehow. I'm, I'm way down with that. Way down with that. It's gotta be subtle though. It can't be Zor with the same haircut. <laughs> but that right. haircut's no, no, no. so I, iconic. I think everyone on that planet just has this crazy hairline. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'd be curious to hear the ideas behind that. What, what's the concept? Everyone in it looks like, kind of look like Mister Sadowski from, from Hillside <laughs> Avenue. Our school. gym teacher right, from guys, high school. That was a well, especially too specific yeah. for yeah, our wow. podcast audience. Very specific, but if you, yeah. Anyway, but they have that that hairstyle. It's a very specific look. Uh, Dan, what was your idea for a prequel? Well, my idea for a prequel, so I would see this being, so if you have a sequel and it's successful and that sequel kind of becomes that, all right, now we're going to have a new Starfighter franchise. If we're going to, if a franchise will build out of it, I could see it not to like copy Star Wars, but there's a really interesting story that we don't get a lot of information on. And that is, what happened between Zor and his father? His father, who oh, yeah. we assume is the emperor of Rylos yeah. or the the leader of Rylos, uh, possibly not an emperor, but we know that the the Kodan emperor has entrusted Zor with their armed forces, presumably yeah. to break the frontier and invade Rylos, which I guess is where Starfleet is headquartered. Yeah. Space Force? Starfleet? Space, what? Space Force. Uh, Space Force. Yeah. That's we're gonna have a frontier yeah. too. I mean, well, no, well, um, what's that? Yeah, what how did that relationship sour? I think that that's pretty people. interesting. Maybe well, it's just a drama. But wait, wait, wait. It's a parallel story. At the same time, you're seeing the story of Alex and his father having the reverse split. Interesting. So that's Zor, my other... the younger. Zor the Younger is like the rebel and I'm getting out of here. Alex's father does the same thing. Ah, I'm getting out of here. 
Rogue Rogan. Yeah. Uh, but you see what I mean? Like, it's a parallel story on oh, Earth and on Rivals. maybe... No, no, no. Seriously, maybe, though, he's an ex-military pilot. And in the early 80s, it's not unbelievable that he would have been a military pilot in Vietnam, perhaps, oh, yeah. and would have come back from Vietnam, you know, a, a changed person. Dan, and maybe th- Dan, you just want a reason to put Credence in a movie. Let's be honest. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't. I don't need a reason to put Credence in a movie. Uh, All right. <laughs> wait. There's a Credence song for every occasion. The beginning of the Twilight Zone movie features Credence. Oh my god. Okay. Where is the Starlight Starbright trailer park? Uh, what I'm asking is, how close is it to Area 51? Well, I I believe oh. it's Southern California. But I always took it to be Southern California, but it's not specified. It's not specified. Nevada. I don't know. We'd have to look at license plates. Oh. All right. I don't think. All I'm thinking. I is... don't think there's definitive license plates. I don't. Well, on, but there's the like the the, the trucks like we... that the friends have and stuff. So that's the only thing. But that I feel I would like say we would have indicator. noticed that after being a fighter pilot, Vietnam, Area Fifty One. There you go. Well, something that I was thinking would be an interesting uh, thing to to. Uh, I guess revisit as a prequel would be uh, young Centauri because when we meet mm. him and we see him back on Rylos, everybody looks at him as just kind of like a swindler yeah. and kind of just give like me a the jerk. money Centauri. Yeah. Like he's, he's not regarded as like a awesome guy. He's but not like part he's, of their thing. Yeah. But he's he, a, he's a charming con man, but he actually ends up developing the thing that brings in the figure that saves them. So but it's, he knows how many cool jewels it's he Han Solo. Make from that. No, 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 no. I was going to say it's no accident that it's Robert Preston who played the role of of. I'm gonna. I'm, I want to say Henry Hill, but that's the guy from Goodfellas. Um, and King of the Hill. Hank Hill. No, yeah. he was he <laughs> the lead in, in, in the film version, the film The Music the Man, Music Man yeah. where he he played a charming con man who comes to town, trying to sell everyone these instruments and you know he ends up being a good guy at the end yeah like centauri i I wouldn't mind seeing uh, i don't know but the thing is like this could easily get into the territory of uh the star wars movie solo where it's just like oh boy did we really need to see that and yes it's like fun it's a fun adventure movie but like nobody really cared about how he met chewbacca Whereas, like, <laughs> so for Centauri, I mean, I think that I would be curious to see what triggered all of this that's come up to make him develop this game. How he developed a video game also. How did he do that? I don't need to see that. I don't, nis- well, I don't need to see that. But, like, I'm curious to know about young Centauri. It's like it's not a popular enough movie for anybody to care that much about that detail. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I but, do care about Alex and his father. I do care about Zor and his father. Yeah, but at the, at the same time, you could have Centauri just like in the background tinkering with uh, yeah. <laughs> some. The gadgetry. point of this podcast, though, is 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 kind of how do we, you know, what ideas are possible and what could we make, what could work rather than just being a, a crappy remake. And I think so. What you have in the backstory of Centauri is he does. There is a relationship with Grig, right, in the past, and he even says, oh, "Up to your old Excalibur tricks again." So it's there's stuff has happened in the past, and it doesn't just have to be Centauri's story. It could be, it could involve Grig. Yeah. 
which I also just want to point out, and I'm sure that you guys noticed this when you watched it recently, but like when they're flip, flipping through Griggs like family photos, which are amazing, by the way, yeah. it's Griglets. essentially an it's iPhone or a, you know, an Android phone We're flipping through the photos. Yep. Is exactly what Scott said. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I just love that because uh, I, I did not watch it recently. It's funny that you mentioned how when we were kids we watched this VHS tape where the first like twenty minutes of it were just so staticky, and well, until we watched it so many times we straightened the tape out. Oh yeah, <laughs> but like I didn't rewatch it the other day because my I don't have my Blu-ray copy uh, where I live right now. But I do have a DVD copy, and I was like, I'm not going to watch that. That's such crappy quality. I'm not going to watch that one. And to think about how many times I probably watched it where it looks like it was probably run through a trash can before it entered the first VCR. Uh, But anyway, I just thought that was kind of funny. Yes. As you Um, can all hear, we love this movie. And, like, yeah, it's it would be fine if nothing ever happened with this again but like i don't know it just makes me happy cast? to think about what would happen who would you cast as young centauri oh my god that's a really good I have question s- who would you go for hugh jackman no Whoa. no 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 I think Hugh Jackman would have a lot of fun with that no why first not? of all hugh jackman is probably the same age as like Robert Preston when he was Centauri, uh, maybe a little younger, but probably not too much younger. I think he's a good fifteen years younger. That's. I, I mean, granted, Robert Hugh Preston died the year after this came out. Uh, I would probably granted of of lung cancer, but like, uh, I would like Michael Sheen. Who's that? Okay, so Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen has played Tony Blair in anything where anyone has played Tony Blair. Okay. So Michael Sheen is Hollywood's official Tony Blair. Michael Sheen is, well, he's in Good Omens, Here, the I'll upcoming adaptation. Yeah, show me a picture. Yeah, you'll know him when you see him. This he's is the part in, of every podcast where I have to look things up myself. He's, he's very prolific. I'm looking up. Yeah, so Robert Preston. Okay, yeah. <laughs> So Robert Preston was 64 when he made The Last Starfighter, and I'm looking up to see how old he, he died. He died right, right after? The, yeah, this is his last He died. Movie. I mean, he smoked, like, his entire life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he could still sing a name. I could see Mark Ruffalo being a young oh, Centauri. Uh, I, Mark Ruffalo, I could see generally doing most things. Yeah. He's, yeah. So, okay, so Hugh Jackman is let's see 50 51 okay so he's 50 just turned it. 50 in october so you're pretty you're pretty close with your uh, estimation but that was uh, and that was total estimation there i feel like hugh jackman is just a little too much you know what i mean yeah you need someone more <laughs> yeah. subtle okay. you need someone more subtle i see it i, yeah. I see what you're saying yeah um. Okay, so Michael, Michael. Sh- I thought you were gonna say Michael Shannon, but well, look, <laughs> you love him. Look, I'll put Michael Shannon in anything as any character. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but I don't think that he'd be right for this. I could see him as like young Zor, but he was also Zod. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would you do can't. That, you that. can't go from Zod to Zor, and yeah, no. <laughs> um, 
doesn't doesn't uh, yeah who would be a a good young zor that's a maybe like ben wishaw which which one is ben winshaw oh but you made me think of ben foster who are all i can see people? ben foster no, as oh, a young zor ben foster's crazy he's awesome um have you seen hell or high water uh, yes. Also, I love how Scott is Great just flag. the voice of the audience right now, being like, "Who the hell are these people?" <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think you're making things up. Is this like someone you went to college with? Okay, I'm. I'm just googling <laughs> pictures of these people so that Scott can see who, who they are. Who right, are you so looking up? That someone we went to college with. Here's Ben Foster. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. He could do it. Yeah. Scott has given us permission to yeah, he cast do it. Ben Foster as your who is just like always a good bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's just he's like great slimy and uh, always up to something. Well, Zor is uh, that character. He's so weak. Like, mm-hmm. like there, it's just nothing but slime. Yeah. He's my, a whiny my, piece of crap. My favorite aspect of Zor is his ability to spontaneously rhyme. Um, <laughs> what is it when he when he says about about the Rylands? He says, what, like, uh, uh, a city full of weak wills, not ready to be our equals. Wow! No one recognizes that. Uh, no one, and, and no one stops and is like. Mm. So, uh, should we just go ahead and assume that his speechwriter is Stephen Miller? <laughs> Except he's trying to break through the frontier rather than <laughs> rather than build, build a frontier. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Stephen Miller has kind of a Rylan haircut, though. Wow. He kind of does. He's got like the black <laughs> Rylan. Wow. Steve, could he could? I mean, maybe that could, like maybe he could avoid prison time by being Zor or something. Oh my god! Oof. Let's All right. Let's yeah. No. We got to get away. No, from we that. want an actor. Um, who else? You know who else? I was thinking. I was, I love the idea of like maybe young Zor being a like a, a poet. But his uh, his father is disapproving of his. Uh, and that's why he goes into frontier. So he's going to so be a starfighter, whether you like it or not. So he gets sent to military school in Alaska, like Bill and Ted. That's where he gets his. He, that's where he gets his first scepter. Oh, okay. What? Okay. Yeah. What is the deal with the scepter? Why does he need to have the like sword that comes? I think out it's of just it? showing that he needs to have an object because he has no actual power himself. It's not like he ever really um, uses it. We could he get Freud hit the one guy it. in the face. He hit the one guy in the face, but he didn't use the like sword part oh, of it at all. He he use yeah, he uses it as intimidation. He like he he like hits the it's like a switchblade. It's kinda like his switchblade. Yeah. He does it to like show like he's tough. That's what he because he like that's the one time he he flashes it. He's like, look at this, bam! It's not just a well. Also, don't get me you. wrong. I'm not complaining. I I'm love just how many open it. ends no. there are. Like they just bring the scepter in. It's the most important thing, but there's no reason for it to yeah, be. Yeah, I love pretty it. much. I well, it. I I do. I but they take it from him when they. So maybe the scepter was entrusted to him by the the emperor of the Kodans. Oh yeah, could be. Because they do try to take it from him, but uh, yeah. That could be that could be explored in in his past, but then again, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out of the gate with a with a Zor based prequel. I would do <laughs> if if I was if I was running the studio, and it's it's people our age making these choices. But like, yeah, right. I would, i i would go, I would go with that that sequel, that long awaited 
last Starfighters sequel where where maybe we pick up with Lewis and we pick up with Zor, and then if that is if that's successful, you go back and you know the Starfighter presents you know a Starfighter film or Starfighter Legacy what, or I don't know what ended up happening with uh, the Beta Unit. Did it get destroyed? The beta unit, yeah, rammed okay. uh, Jack Blake's truck right. into the... And it blows up. Yeah. Right. Okay. The I Zand- just wanted to make sure we pod. weren't uh, thinking of any other uh, characters that are still out there. No other loose ends. No, no other no other beta units that we know of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, that the beta unit was so great. Uh, he did an amazing job. I always thought it was a different actor. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, so what... It, they did a lot. Most of the beta unit stuff is done in reshoots. And he was like, he was kind of sick. So he had lost a bunch of weight and, and he had cut his hair for another role. So he had to wear a wig. And uh, it, it that works. explains so it, much. It works so well because it's like, it's a close but not perfect copy of a, of a yeah, person. The hair is totally different. The I, fact that it's not, funny. the fact that it's just slightly off really, I think, makes it work even better. Yeah, he does look but different. The hair. Yeah. The haircut, he almost, he looks like a a doll. He yeah. looks like, the, it looks like doll hair. Yeah. There's that one it's scene great. where he's that, like a really long neck. Yeah. It's it's just wonderful. I mean, this <laughs> has nothing grew, to do with, yeah. this has nothing to do with uh, revisiting it in, in terms of reboots or sequels and stuff. Just kind of saying how great that was. <laughs> well, and how great, I mean, Lance Guest, who who went on to, to star in Jaws the Revenge. Oh, yeah. And. And then pretty his career got swallowed with the shark, but he gives such a great performance in the last Starfighter. He's yeah, as both he's the just really charming. He's yeah, he's really charming. He's just extremely likable. You root for him. You feel for him when he doesn't get the loan to go off to school. Uh, yeah. You you totally buy his relationship with Mags. Like it all just works. Um, and it'd be great to I don't know see that character again. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I'd, now, I'd go see it. I think that does anybody have any anything else to say about the last Starfighter, or can we move uh, on? Yet yeah, I, I always do, but we can move on for the sake of this podcast. <laughs> I mean, we'll any, talk about any this more, more crazy later. bonkers ideas, Dan, <laughs> about the last Starfighter? Um, let me see. Oh yeah, I was in my like. <laughs> oh, if yeah. we did a remake crossover world, with like if, Mannequin Four. Uh, no, no, I haven't, I haven't thought about that yet, but, um, yeah, I was yet. just like kind of questions about how Zor, more questions about Zor's past and yeah, I really don't have a lot more to, to say about, about it. I, I agree with you. The remake reboot idea is probably not the best way to go. The sequels, the sequels, the way to go and, and, you know, God willing, it, it makes enough money so we can see Zor's backstory. <laughs> you got big dreams, Zorian Dan. Saga. Uh, so, Dan, do you want to yeah. tee up what we have going on in the next episode? So, for our next episode, we are speaking of Lance Guest's career and sharks. We are going to be getting into the water with Jaws, talking right. about wow. the Jaws. The Fran- ja- yeah, Jaws, the classic that became a um, a franchise, yeah, and 
I don't know if there are ever if, if I'm, I'm not sure what talks there have been about reviving it, but I'm sure the idea has been put out there. I have some thoughts and well, I will save that for next time. Always looking for an excuse to watch Jaws again. Yeah. Uh, Scott, thanks for hanging with us for a bit. Is there anything that you want to to talk about or promote since you are on a microphone? Yeah. Uh, I really got nothing. This is just a real honor to think about a movie. Because you know I don't watch a lot of movies. So to sit down with Dan the other day and watch this, it was a big deal. And also, Scott sat down with me to watch Groundhog Day. That's in preparation true. for the yes. Groundhog Day episode. I'm so in the background all that's the time. right. It's really great to have you involved any way we can get you involved. Um, and here, mostly and, my involvement is I listen to this show and I'm like, what the hell are these people thinking? <laughs> <laughs> these people being your flesh and blood. Yeah, I know. Yeah. My yeah. my older and younger brother. I, I are get they talking it. about? It's bonkers. <laughs> I just like, yeah. I'll text Dan. I'll be like, what is happening in your brain that you had this insanely amazing idea? <laughs> Yeah, like ugh, it's incredible. <laughs> uh, I I I don't ask anymore, but I'll so I'll I'll put in a pitch then for Scott. Um, you can catch Scott on um, the YouTube and Amazon Prime series. Really, Doe. Yeah, that's and, true. Yeah, we haven't talked. We didn't talk about Scott's uh, existence in the pizza world, but you can find out for yourself. Uh, go to scottspizzatours.com and uh, sliceouthunger.org. Right. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So check those out. Scott's Pizza Tours yeah. on Instagram is a good way to see what's up. Yeah. Later and today, you might see, well, they, you won't hear this for a few days, but you might see a couple of us eating a slice of pizza. At some oh, point. it's bound to happen. Um, wow. Yeah. We've <laughs> never eaten pizza together in Seattle. Is that no? true? Except except for pizza that you've made here. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Loophole. Yeah. Uh, but thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, if you can take yeah. the time to uh, rate and review us on uh, Apple podcasts, iTunes, or however else you like to listen to the show, that'd be really great. Subscribe. Uh, Dan, do you have anything else you want to add? No, I, I, I have nothing more to share right now. I look forward to uh, talking more about jaws next week. The, by the way, this episode was sponsored in part by Palmer video. Yeah. So thanks Palmer. to Palmer video. Thank you. Yes, they've retroactively sponsored us. <laughs> wow. That's the first time anyone's mentioned Palmer Video in a very, very long and time. And West Coast Video. Wow. West Coast Video. Hey, those were those are great days. One of my favorite jobs. All right. Well everyone, thanks for All listening. Right. Thank you for joining us and we'll we'll you'll hear us next week. Another sparkling day, just sparkling. Sweet Sierra morning, California bliss. Mother Nature's feeling great when she creates a day like this. I guess we're kind of spoiled, it's like this every day. Nature's kind of saved us as her favorite idol.